0: Hey yo, what the fuck? This is a palace sh- right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is. This is some
1: bullsh-
0: This is the game where we find out if this is the bull. I am Nasua. Mm. Through. And alongside with me, of course, is co-producer Smarts. Smarts, what's going on? I haven't seen you in a long time. What's up with you, bro? You know what
2: I'm saying? It's all good, man. They call me the NFT Smarts. I don't know.
0: How about that? You know? Yo, so I know we're going to be talking about Brian Flores, and I think we had a very deep dive on it. Uh-huh. So I just want to put something out there because you know me. I like to have my stats and my facts out there for my people. I just want to say this. So Brian Flores... Show text messages with Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, about how they asked him to "quote unquote" throw games or tank games for a hundred thousand dollars per game. That's wild. That first season that he got signed with that hundred thousand dollar incentive came about mm-hmm. was five and eleven. That's what's his record: five and eleven. That's one point one million dollars that he received aside from the three million that he was going to receive annually. As a head coach Okay When you get stuff like that I don't mean To be very Booker T. Washington But you may have to Take a knee And don't say nothing
2: You Because th- you think He took the money you He think definitely he you took think
0: he the did- money Okay He took the money Okay He took the money And here's the thing in a court of law. Well,
2: he didn't return the money.
0: Whatever. That's taking the money. <laughs> so, here's my thing.
2: No, I'm just saying we don't know if he threw the games. He right. lost the
0: games but, and he took the but money. That's but that's the point that I'm the, making. You got to prove money. in a court of law that you threw the games. Yeah. When you have a suck team like the Miami Dolphins already, where no one even believed that y'all would win a game, and then y'all had the nerve to win five games. Right. You look competitive. You can't even beat the case. Right. Your punter has to do a fake punt, fake kick the punt, while Aaron Donald just do a, 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 a half Nelson Brock Lesnar suplex and get the fumble every time in order for you to say, yeah, y'all throwing games. Right, 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 right. Y'all right, made right. it look competitive. Y'all wound up 5-11 and 11 before you even got tour And then when you got tour you started winning. But it's not tour It shows that you're a good coach. Okay. You're a leader amongst men. And instead of letting that just dwindle... And, and marinate over all the white coaches You get mad that one white coach rather have Jim Harbaugh over you And guess what? As a black man I would have Jim Harbaugh over you too Okay I just need Brian Flores to understand I understand there's only 32 job openings in the NFL And that's not a lot of job openings But you're 40 years old The average NFL coach is 52
2: so he got 12 years to get back in the game.
0: You got a 12-year head start. And by the way, you can go ahead and be an assistant coach again and get another $175,000. Go ahead. Okay, I hear you. We ain't making $175,000. I hear you. All right, but don't get you. me wrong. I understand that you're fighting systemic white racism.
2: Yes, I hear you.
0: But if you're not going to get that settlement bag that Kaepernick got, then keep balling. Smart, you ready to play the game?
2: I'm ready to play the game. Let's go.
0: According to Yahoo.com, Snoop Dogg took to Instagram to share the frustration he had with an Uber Eats delivery driver who seemingly refused to deliver his food. Snoop confirmed his order and the driver arrived at his house at 10.41 p.m. The driver, who never called, sent a text via the Uber Eats app saying, I've arrived. I've arrived. Hello? This activated the eight-minute timer rule, which is a Uber Eats policy, which doesn't let the driver cancel before eight minutes are up. By the time Snoop Doogity Dog answered, it was 10.49 p.m., also known as eight minutes later, also known as the time when the driver can technically cancel the order, which what had happened. Let's hear from Snoop.
3: Mother Uber Eats didn't bring my food. Talking about he arrived. This is not a safe place. You punk
0: motherfucker. Where my food at? D- you got all my goddamn money, punk.
2: <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. I wonder if he knew if he was delivering a Snoop Dogg.
0: Is it the bullshit that only Uber Eats found a way to make Snoop Dogg pay for gin and juice? Wow, facts.
2: <laughs> that's a BS. He did not know he was delivering a Snoop. Trust me,
0: he didn't know. Here we go. TMZ reports that the funniest man in the hangover, Ken. Young, no, not Fat Jesus. Kenny Young is the funniest man in the hangover. That's the Asian dude. You want to on me? Exactly. Uh-huh. Very good. And the singer who could have easily starred in a remake of Family Ties on Hulu because of you know nepotism. Robin Thicke. Wow, <laughs> hilarious. Seemed to be less than thrilled about a contestant on the upcoming season of The Masked Singer. Do you even watch The Masked Singer, Smart? No very good, I don't either. During last week's taping of the Masked Singer's Season 7 premiere, former New York City mayor and man who didn't know until January 6, 2020 that orange is his favorite color. Wow. Rudy Giuliani was unmasked as one of the contestants. Following the reveal, Ken Yong and Robin Thick both walked off the stage in protest of Donald Trump's former attorney, fellow judges, Jenny McCarthy, who's probably a conservative, and Nicole Scherzinger, who is the Pussycat Doll.
2: You remember wrote, her? I know who she is. I actually have a friend that produced the, that record with Hunter Diddy. Get out. Yeah.
0: I just want to say, not only is she a fine woman, she's what Kim Kardashian would look like if she didn't buy any type of body part. Wow. Anyway, all right, let's continue. They both reportedly remained on stage after the reveal, because they're Republicans, now nah, I'm just joking, <laughs> where they briefly chatted with Giuliani. Ken Yong and Robin Thicke later made their return to the stage, even though it was unclear how long they were gone. Smartside asks you Is it the bull that Rudy Giuliani could have probably won if he disguised himself as an actual lawyer?
2: Wow. Wow. Facts. That's a BS. Yo, people do anything for ratings.
0: And finally, And finally, and finally, let's see if you're going to go with this because you are a New Yorker. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. (laughs) Wow. Come on. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. Is
2: that the Ninja Turtle one or is that that Vanilla Ice or?
0: No, it's the New York Nick one. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go.
2: Go, New York. Go, New York.
0: Go. F*** you. Anyway. (laughs) Bing bong. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Former all-star forward of today's version of the New York Knicks, Julius Randle, and his time spent with the New York Knicks organization may come to an abrupt end, Smarts, and the Knicks fans are in total shock about seeing how Julius Randle earned the respect and admiration of everybody last season. Now the Knicks Tape have struggled to emulate their 2021 season. And Julius Randle have received plenty of criticism for his performances. He has some harsh words to say to Knicks fans, smarts, showing his disapproval of certain comments and behavior that he has sensed by some fans. The relationship isn't good right now, smarts, and this marriage could end really soon as Julius Randle stopped following the Knicks on Twitter. Oh, wow. Meanwhile, Ugh. he's earning plenty of criticism. From One of the Knicks Most famous And passionate fans And my hero himself Stephen A. Smith
2: Oh okay I thought you was gonna say Spike Lee But go ahead okay. Who
0: compared Julius Randle To Kyrie Irving Another controversial Player in New York But it, He had to clarify You know Stephen A. Smith Clarify that Julius Randle Is nowhere near <laughs> On the same level <laughs> As the former 2016 NBA champion This is what Stephen A. Smith said on a Thursday edition of NBA Today.
2: Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. You going to do
0: your impression? You know I am. Oh, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. You I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Okay, Molly. 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 Let me tell you something, Molly. Let me tell you something. All you have to do is take the ball, attack or dish. Attack or dish, okay? That's all Julius Randle has to do. He has to take the ball, attack or dish. He out here acting like he got free. He don't have those no type of skills, okay? He don't have those no type of skills. He's a one-armed bandit. He's a one-armed bandit out here on these streets. He's a modern-day Clyde Drexler. I will say that he is a modern-day Clyde Drexler, but you ain't on that level. You ain't on that level, okay? Wow. When it's like that, when you're not on that level that Clyde Drexler is on, when you're not on that level that Kyrie Irving is on, you pass that ball. Wow. Okay, playboy? You pass that ball. <laughs> wow. And that's what he's not doing, and that's why he got an attitude problem right now. So, of course... The Knicks should entertain trading him Because he's a one-off bandit Smart I ask you
2: Wait, before you ask me Every time you do the Stephen A. Smith impression You have to end it off With what can go wrong Will go wrong Every time you do that impression You got to end it that way I
0: just want to tell you something Better wait for it
2: Okay, go ahead Wait for this one. <laughs> Smart I
0: ask you Go ahead, go ahead I ask you smart, <laughs> smart I ask you Go ahead, man. I asked you, smart, smart. I asked you. Let's go. Sparks, are you ready, smart I'm ready. Let's go. Sparks, are you ready? Let's go. Is it the bull that co host of First Take Molly Quorum has also called Stephen A. Smith a one-armed bandit? You ain't got to answer that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Molly, Molly, how you gonna have the unmitigated goal To marry a man who let the greatest offensive play in the NBA The assassin, the killer, the Black Lomba himself Kobe Bryant drop 81 points on him on a Tuesday I was eating nachos with Michael Wilborn And we was just like, goddamn, how did that happen? Now, with all that being said, why don't you bring over here? Because that one-armed bandit is ready Because what can go wrong will go wrong Thank you! (laughs) you! Bye-bye It's a bunch of us Everybody on a mountain Everybody marching for a young nigga like me To get tsunami on it I'ma get it, I'ma win it, baby I'll be on my curry till I crash a Birdie 40 unattacked Yeah, I'm acting nerdy If it's at the escalation to the escalation I'ma do whatever they take to make up like a nation Hold on
4: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets And I'm your chief flight attendant On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew Welcome aboard the late night flight And here is your captain The now river of New Jersey the pilot of Tuskegee training, the greatest henny badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the late night flight. Here is the victorious one, Nassau
0: Nuru. What up, my passengers? We are first in priority. Donate to the Cash App dollar sign the late night flight to get this work from minorities. The late night flight, oh, you never heard of it? Turn up the turbulence, catch us on these Apple podcasts and these Spotify services iHeartRadio, YouTube, and the late night QR scan Download Audible, download Amazon, just to hear us back and forth like a U-Haul fan Hey, I started out not ahead of you, now look at me, I'm the pilot with the better view Making sure you can hear all 79 episodes wherever, wherever, wherever podcasts are available. Now let's take home. In 2021, Brittany Pierre, a young Chicago woman, 36 years old, have been living paycheck to paycheck until she started selling her own photography, her own NFTs, if you will, smarts, for $109,000. Now, I know we're going to talk about Brian Flores. I know we're going to talk about Joe Rogan. But listen, this woman just made $109,000. She's our age. What the hell are we doing, smarts? I need some money. How can we get these NFTs going on, all right? Do I need to draw? Do I need to put like a pigeon or something going on? Like a bird <laughs> okay. with a shirt on? I'm trying to make some okay, money okay. over here. <laughs> I see all where right? you're going. This podcast you. stuff is like, you know, it's fine because I'm doing well. We're doing well. I see We where have you're going. over 22,000 downloads. I
2: see. I see what you're hinting at over here
0: but I see lately yeah. you haven't been working with me lately. I took a week off yeah, and I didn't even hear from you, but I know right. what you was doing. <laughs> okay. So well, why don't the- you tell everybody what you've been doing other than this podcast? Okay.
2: So I have, uh, been doing, participating in the NFT world and, you know, putting my time into the digital space. So, I'm a part of a new community called the Pigeons of New York, which is an NFT community which we started roughly six weeks ago, and we have a collection on OpenSea, which is the gallery in which the art is being um, minted, basically, which is NFT talk, which means it's basically that's where it is, and we're selling it on the Polygon blockchain. So there's a lot of information in regards to NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens, which is basically um, images that sit on the blockchain where the transactions are confirmed by the blockchain and it identifies the owner of that particular image and which you can, it's sort of like trading cards. So you can trade it for money. People can buy it from you and it can move from owner to, owner to owner to owner to owner. And you're using cryptocurrency to become the owner of that particular image.
0: I have a question. Sure. When you say images on a blockchain, are you saying that NFTs are drug dealers too? What's going on?
2: Yeah, basically. I mean, if you can hustle it. I mean, we did 12,000 in sales in six weeks, which is a hard thing to do. Uh. And we sold over a hundred, uh, pigeons, quote unquote, which is pigeons in New York, which each pigeon represents a person in New York. So they look different. They have different personalities. They have different traits and things like that. Um, and we have a community and a Discord where people participate and we talk and we interact and we got plans to the, integrate the podcast into it too. So once the Discord grows, the community grows. You're gonna be getting invites from the Late Night Flight. Um, the Late Night Flight podcast is gonna be doing some influencer work for the community, and there's a lot of collaborations that's gonna be happening between the podcast and and the NFT community because we're gonna want NFT communities to come and interview with us
3: as well. So I got a question. Sure. When your company or your group? Yes. Sells one pigeon. Yes, and then that person then sells the pigeon.
2: You still get paid. The creator of the image gets a royalty. So every time it gets paid, they get a percentage of that transaction. Does it? Does it? Does it dilute over? It no. Doesn't dilute. It's so a percentage, percentage of crypto. Same. It's the. It's crypto. Crypto is crypto. So right now, one ETH is worth three thousand dollars and some change. So in five years from now, if one ETH is worth Thirty thousand dollars. You still get the same percentage of thirty thousand dollars. It's just a percentage huh. of the currency. You, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Got it. So, so basically, um, there's a lot. If you guys, are, if you guys are want to know, look, look up Nassau. Look up the late night flight. They'll push you to the pigeons in New York, huh. and we'll invite you in, and we'll teach you about the space. We're not charging you or nothing like that. Just come on through.
4: Hello, passengers. As always, it's our pleasure to entertain you. Please direct your attention to the screen in front of you for a little
0: in-flight entertainment. We know you'll enjoy. Can men take the same stuff that they do to women, like cheating, not answering their phones, or going missing? Okay, now, for me, because in my personal belief, as a person that don't like relationship topics or questions, this is just a question or a topic that women need to hear men say yes to as an aptitude test. Right. They right. want to hear a man say, yes, I'm willing to take these things on. If a woman cheat on me, yes, I'm going to go through the process. I'm a grieve. I'm gonna be upset, but I'm gonna come right back and say, I love you, girl. I want to give you another chance. That's what women want to hear because they go through that crap with the men that they want to invest in. I'm sorry, with the men that's invested in them. Can I say that? Anyway, listen, continue. <laughs> so here's my thing. Personally, I'm going to be honest with you. There are certain things I can take, certain things I can't take. Infidelity, I'm going to say I can't take it, but the only reason why is because I wanted to be single in the first place. We didn't have
2: to be really together. Wow. Off the chain. I
0: asked, I asked at the Red Lobster date. I said, listen, titles? What's that about?
2: So she forced you into the relationship and then cheated on you?
0: I'ma just say this right now. I'm said
2: red lobster.
3: A woman,
0: a woman, a woman that I really love. I'm gonna be honest with you. A woman that I really love, in my opinion, is not, I'm not blaming her, blaming her, but I definitely got pushed into shacking up with her. Okay. I was not financially ready. I wasn't mentally ready, but all I know is that she is beautiful. And I can't say no to her. And she like, well, if you don't want to live together, I guess we could just, you know, have some space. And so when she said, space. I said, no, no, no. Oh. Let me get my Rubbermaid bins and get this coat in here. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Oh. I am ready to live in Orange. What the
2: fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he was paying that rent, rent. He was paying that rent, rent. Yeah. Hey yo. Hey yo. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Orange?
3: money we went
0: bankrupt. He went. Next, you know, next, which was a big very, very much next to South Farms. Watch your mouth. Oh, oh, you was in the Valley. Oh, I was definitely in the Valley. Oh, right. I was next all step right. over to South. I was I was three doors down to Papillion Twenty Five. All yeah, right. You,
3: oh, like nice. Smart said, you was paying that rent rent. That yeah, right? rent. Yes. Rent. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. And when she left, I had to go too. Anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> A year later, a year later. I I, I at least
2: you at least finished your lease out.
0: (laughs) You didn't end up in court. I (laughs) end up in court. (laughs) Well, I mean, well, at least not to get evicted. I did end up in court. But anyway, we'll get into that. (laughs) That's hilarious. So so let's get let's get this improvisation going. All right. So what's happening here? So Jerz is the man of the relationship. You and Keisha are in a relationship. And jurors, you are about to get off your shift. Mm-hmm. All right? You're coming from work. I don't know what type of work you do. What type of work you say you want to do? I say I want to do? Yeah, what's the work that you do? I mean,
3: it's a scenario what kind of work I do, Keisha.
4: You're an engineer.
3: I'm an engineer.
0: You're an engineer. So I'm bored. All right. All day. Very good. <laughs> but But you don't work from home because how would you know Sex. when you walk in this house, Keisha is having coffee with the new neighbor who lives across the street? Who just bought a house? Probably has a wife and kids, but she invited them over, and they're having coffee, sitting down on the liv- in the living room. You pay for, hmm. All right, interesting. But 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 for all we know, the optics just show that this can be just subtle friends or you know newly neighbors just getting to know each other. But she did this on the time that you're not here. Okay. Now here's the thing. Remember. We don't know if she had sex with him. We don't know if they kissed. We don't know if they touched each other's knees. All we know is that they're just having a bowl of caffeine with each other and you just strolled in. said a bowl of caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> what that tastes like? You know what I'm saying? It tastes like suspicion. <laughs> it, it tastes like BS going on right now. But anyway, now all, all jokes aside, it definitely tastes like infidelity, but we just don't know what it is yet. <laughs> so, Y'all ready? Yeah. Ready. Keish, you ready? Ready. All right. And scene.
3: Uh, I thought I was bugging. Like, I thought I was dreaming when I thought it was like a shadow or something like that. Like, who is dude sitting in my house?
4: Oh, you talking about Marcus. Is Marcus. He from next door. I know you saw him moving in. He had all of you out there and all that with the boxes. I, you don't remember him moving in? He yeah, in
3: that like- wasn't my question. Why is he in my house?
4: in your house. Okay, yeah, he yeah. here our house, you must meet. However, okay. let's let's calm down because he came over here to ask me about the area, right? And mm-hmm. I said, okay, you know, give him some information, whatever he comes, to, I invite him in. You know, I got to write <laughs> down. So I invite him in. Now, you know, Marcus start feeling sad, start crying and All sad. right, let me, me stop I'm
3: you right there. Let me stop uh-huh. you right mm-hmm. there. Let me explain something to you real quick, okay? First of all, let me start off by saying I love you, okay? But you're being very disrespectful right now. Let me explain to you Why you being disrespectful right now It doesn't matter Who pays the bills You said it's our house right Which means you shouldn't be Bringing no dude in our house Without my prior knowledge
4: Oh so you know He not gonna tell you Want me to send you a text To say the next door neighbor Came over
3: Absolutely Is is that what we do So if I had a chick in the house You wouldn't feel the same way
4: Oh, so you wasn't outside talking to the girl from up the block? Ha-ha, key
3: keyword. Outside. Outside.
4: Outside.
3: You had Not in my house. On. Not had on the couch. On. Not on the couch that I just jizzed on last night. Not on that couch. Well, hold no. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're we going to finish this like, conversation in a second. Um, sir, could you please escort yourself out of my house, please? Okay. Thank you, you very be much. Rude to
4: Mark. Mark is crying. He got tears in his eyes. You're going to be... Listen, let's talk about that jizz now. Like, why are you he crying? He like just met
3: you. He, his wife died. I mean, my condolences you to him. You
4: let me finish in my story and then you, know, you would have known that, I'm right?
3: just saying, my condolences to him, but he do not belong in my house without my prior knowledge. That's all, all I'm saying.
4: you me finish what I was saying so you would know that you wouldn't be sitting up
3: here looking like you you should never invite another man in the house without my prior knowledge. If I had a chicken here, it would have been World War Three. I might have had stab right now. If you had a right chicken here,
4: I would have. I would have. I would have asked you the same question and let you finish your story. And then I would have said, oh, I'm so sorry for your
3: loss." It's a story. You know what I'm saying? It's a story. Yeah. yeah. So it's not true. Yeah. So it's not true. It's the truth. No, you said it's a story. Did
4: you not see the tears? Listen, Did you not see the tears in the
3: eye. In the neighborhood I grew up in, when you tell a story, Red you telling a lie. That's what I'm. That's a all I'm saying. A story is a lie. A story is a lie. Nah. Right, you know what? Now, nah, invite Marcus back over here. I'm going to just leave. How about that? How you feel? I'm going to just leave. Why, what, what, what's the problem? Because you Why had another man like in my house. So, so we got
4: trust issues? Is that what that is? It I'm ain't got not nothing to do with good.
3: trust. It has everything to do with communication, sweetheart. And if you can't communicate with me, if you can't communicate with me, then yes,
0: I have cause to question my trust you. Let me ask y'all fellas a question. Do you think that Michael K. Williams, Omar from The Wire, do you think he is the greatest character actor HBO has ever had? You know how there's always one of those characters or one of those actors or actresses that play in like four or five different other HBO specials or shows? Mm -hmm. Because Michael K. Williams is one of them, too, though. Absolutely. He was on Boardwalk Empire. Yes, he was. He was on Lovecraft Country. Of course, he was on The Wire. The Wire, not honest. My apologies. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he might as well. He should have been, been on Oz. He should have been on Oz. He'd have been great on Oz. You know what I'm saying? But here's my thing: Out, do you agree with that though? Well, you think he's one of the best character actors that HBO has ever had? I'm gonna say no. Who's better? Idris. How many shows Idris have been on from HBO though?
2: HBO was Arthur. Was that whatever that show is? Was that that? No, nah, that was a uh, BCC. That was Luther. Luther that was on bbc B- bbc um
3: he might be damn bro you might be right
0: like you, you don't might say, like, be right like yeah. somebody that gets to be let's say he's a he's a featured act he's not the star of the show
2: but you always see him on hbo exactly you, you might be right cuz i don't see that many people out, i mean on series not movies obviously but series i can't think of anybody right now so you might have that one
0: hear me out about the greatness of michael k williams so This dude is so great. He winds up buying some fentanyl from some people. Have a drug overdose. And I never see this in the black community ever. When someone OD, I never hear somebody say, we need to find a murderer. Now, we in a situation where Michael K. Williams, the greatest character actor in HBO history, according to Nasua, has gotten people that have sold him the fentanyl that has... Got him deceased. Rest in peace to a goat, of course. Fed Tom. Now, we're just having a conversation here. We're not throwing people under the bus. We're not saying people need to go to jail. We're not talking about drug dealers. But here's my question to you real quick. I just want to know. The people who sold Michael K. Williams the fentanyl. Do they deserve jail time?
3: Before anybody answer that, let me let me ask let me ask a question. Yes, is is fentanyl something that
2: people hustle like cocaine?
3: Like, is it something it's, it's, that's it's, normal to
0: hustle?
2: It's heroin, basically. It's a substitute for heroin. So yes, it's a drug.
0: And I also know Rick Ross rhymes about this word, like like in a great way. Like like he makes me say fentanyl while I'm in the shower. He says it real well. But anyway, yes, a new heroin.
3: Just the new heroin? Yes. Okay. Then my answer is no. Okay. You want to expound on that? If 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 the dude thought he was if the dude if 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 Mike I'm gonna call him Mike
0: call him Mike call him Omar
3: if, if you call him Omar too yeah but if if he thought that he was buying one thing but they sold him something else then yeah that may have grounds for um you know people going to get them and and being locked up and being prosecuted. You can still be prosecuted for selling it to him, but it's different when you're looking for murder. Now, it's still going to be sketchy. The prosecution is going to, you know, try their best to get a conviction. It's going to be pretty hard. Yeah. However, I would understand that more if that was the case, but that's not the case. He knew he was buying fentanyl. He bought the fentanyl, and he OD'd on the fentanyl. Correct?
0: That, so far, so good. That's correct. Right. Here's my thing about what you just said real, real fast. Michael K. Williams has a history of taking drugs. Absolutely. Which also just, for me, and I guess this is the Nork in me, where I'm like, I don't know how Frank Lucas is the one that should be getting arrested for this. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm just making a point. I know a lot of drug dealers that sold a lot of people bad everything. Okay? Me, and I don't know them to go to jail for murder for having someone OD.
3: So let me, let me tell you all a story real quick. Okay. Michael K. Williams was re- really, really cool with Reverend Ron. If you don't know who Reverend Ron what love. Christian love, Baptist church over in Irvington, very popular church. Get out of here. Yeah, Ron Christian. Are you serious?
0: Name. The brother that passed away? Yes. They got shot in at his office?
3: He didn't get shot, but he died in his office. He had a heart attack in his office.
0: My condolences and my yeah, apologies to the family. I didn't mean to say But anything.
3: he was real cool with Michael K. Williams. So on there, they called it Uh, family fun day. They would, you know, block off the street. So he would come every year, right? He would sit down at the table, talk to me and my uncle, the families, et cetera. But he got on the mic this one particular um, family fun day. And he specifically stated that, you know, Pastor Christian is here for me. You know, I found God, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, You wouldn't be my people if I couldn't be honest with you. I'm going to forever struggle with drugs, after he passed away, first thing I thought about was that speech on that stage at that family fun day function at Christian Love Baptist Church. It's something that he struggled with. You understand what I'm saying? He's gonna. He said himself, he's going to forever struggle with it. He's trying. You can always put your best foot forward, but he's going to forever struggle with
0: it. Smarts, my smart guy. Let me ask you something about what Jerz just said because mm-hmm. that was powerful. Absolutely. What makes you think Like Why Michael K. Williams would express that to the church? Of course, being candid and being honest, that always drives, in my opinion, black Christians to you more when you're being very candid and honest about, uh, especially something like you taking drugs. But why did he feel the need to do that? And now that we see this actor passed away, he's done over drugs, Right? what made him say, yo, no matter what you say, whether you think I'm a Christian or not, I'm
2: going to struggle with drug. Um, because addiction um, is a disease. So anyone that, that deals with addiction or who has family that has addiction understand what that struggle is. Talk about so it. the fact that he recognized it and he wasn't in denial about it is him being self-aware, which is a good thing. Which means probably why he could function at such a high level, even though he was a drug addict. It didn't end him in a sense of his livelihood and the livelihoods of the people around him. Because sometimes addiction will, will take everything away from you. It'll take your money. It'll take your job. It'll take your family's money. It'll take everything away from you. And it didn't take that away from him. So. He he could function at a high level because he was aware. He knew it. He, he wasn't in denial about it. But he was still seeking the rehab that he needed to get better. Right, because he wanted it. He, right, wanted, he it. wanted it. It was a. It was. It's a disease. It's a it, he, yeah, it's so a he was treating it.
0: So, would you guys agree or disagree that they that the person that sold him the fentanyl is the killer?
2: Well, I I mean I think my answer to that question is. Fentanyl is like one of those uh, drugs that you can't really play around with. And it takes a very, very, very small dose for it to be fatal. So if you're selling a drug that you know if you dose it wrong, it's fatal. If they can prove that they knowingly sold him that dose, then yes, they should go to jail for murder because he's going to buy something that he wants to live from. I understand people, bad batches and people OD and people do too much drugs and then they die. But with fentanyl, you don't have to take that much to die. So even if you're taking a little bit and then and, 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 and you inject it and it kills you, you, you might be, you might think that you're taking the doses that they gave to you.
0: Let me let me you conclude. You understand what I'm let saying? Me, let me conclude. Because I want to say something real quick. Jer said no. I'm saying no. You saying yes, they should arrest him. Hit me out. Or get the person I the said person if, they, be can up. Prove, if, if they, they can prove. prove
2: it, if they can prove that yeah. they knowingly sold him yeah. a fatal dose, regardless, because fentanyl Just to is, let you
0: know, the Federales have this person locked up and it's like he's in so, court so right now with this stuff. If, if it, the feds got you, mm-hmm. that conviction rate is like 98%, something like that. I just want to say this because this is more of a mystery. Do y'all know that Michael K. Williams died While filming a Vice documentary, a limited series about the black underground market of drugs and guns. Do you know that?
2: No, I didn't know that.
0: I didn't know that either. Check that out. This is the Late Night Flight. We'll be right back.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
0: What the f? This that pilot right here. Jerz, let's say you was watching The Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. Let's say you was watching The Bachelorette. Smarts, (laughs) wake up! I'm listening. Okay, my ears work, bro. My ears work. And Spotify has one rose for her last two contestants. Mm -hmm. One contestant is Neil Young, Canadian songwriter superstar who is a septuagenarian, some seventy year old person that. Most of us don't really remember. He has some hits. We know he's great. But let's be honest. As soon as Drake want to come along and do whatever he want to do, who's Neil Young? And then the other person that Mrs. Spotify can give a rose to, well, I meant to say Miss Spotify. I don't want to say she's doing infidelity, is Joe Rogan, right? And here's the thing about Joe Rogan in this situation. Spotify has invested in Joe Rogan. You know how much money? I'll tell you. 10 years, $100 million for a podcast. For a podcast, (laughs) Mars. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We argue right now. We don't make no motherfucking money. Okay, well, okay. I may make... I don't want to tell you how much I make. Okay, but it's not enough. All right? He's Joe Rogan, though. But hear me out. I'm just saying that they have invested $100 million in this man. Mm -hmm. So this man, in my opinion, ain't going nowhere. Neil Young want to Drop his songs and say, I ain't dealing with Spotify anymore. Then India, I says the same thing. A few other artists. Now, here's the thing about an, the artists. Because at first I was going to ask y'all, like, who size you on? The artists, and, the artists or Joe Rogan. But I ain't going to get into that. I'm going to just tell you the facts real fast. Let me ask you something. As an artist, are you down for getting 1,000 streams for $2.30? Yes or no? Talking to you, jurors, you're an artist. 1,000
3: streams for $2.30.
0: Spotify will help you make $2.29. So I'm saying $2.30 just to round it off per 1,000 streams. That's bull. Okay, so with that being said, they have every single artist you know library, right? They only have. 26 million paid subscribers not in the world it's it's about 96 in the world they have over 200 subscribers worldwide 200 million subscribers worldwide Mm -hmm. but they have only 26 million paid subscribers so i understand artists that's like man it's some bs because the only people that's making a come up off the music publishing is spotify And while they're making that money, they're using that money to pay Joe Rogan $10 million a year for the next nine years because he's already done with his first year of his contract. So everybody's mad and I'm over here like, they just gave Joe Rogan $100 million. And Joe Rogan, say what you want about Joe Rogan. Here's the thing about Joe Rogan that I like because you know I'm in the film and media and stuff like that. Joe Rogan is doing what Late Night Talk Show does, but he does it in the daytime with, with potting equipment, if you will.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: he uses archaeologists Alex Jones Dave Chappelle which we'll get to in a second Can we talk talking about black Alex people Alex Jones Michael? yo this man had Alex Jones on his show like 4 or 5 times and had over 12 million views on YouTube doing this stuff wow yeah Alex Jones now here's but here's the thing about him now Joe Rogan is the MMA fear factor host that's the commentator for MMA he does Jejudo he eats elk meat You know, he's he's that guy. I do conspiracy theories. The one thing I like about late night talk show as far as the host is that they get to use their personality to basically develop relationships with the guests that they have and let their guests be the guests. Joe Rogan is some elk eating MMA meathead dude that want to just talk about his conspiracy theory. So he brings doctors on, archaeologists on, Alex Jones on, Dave Chappelle on, to go talk about his theories and whatever his crazy stuff. Some people agree, some people disagree. Here's where I'm going. They talk about this misinformation about COVID and try to get them off. I was like, yo, why no one watches this man's episodes? Yes, he may have misinformation, but he also have people that be like, nah, uh, Rogan, you wrong. And no one want to watch that part. Like Rogan is just putting out content. It's not about left or right. He's just putting out content. But because he got people like Alex Jones on, who is far right, and uh, Ben Shapiro on, who is mega far right, they're going to accuse him of stuff. So much smarts, because we're about to get into this. He said the N-word, they found out that, you know how you know how the SJWs are, jurors. SJWs find out you're doing some BS, they're going to dig up in the crate. You know that's why you're smiling. They dig up in the crate like a DJ from 1984, like they Kid Capri. Oh, you done said? Oh, it's over for you. hmm And I'm laughing because I'm like, all right, well, let me go see. Like, now I got to defend him only because Dave Chappelle is defending him. So I'm like, well, if Dave Chappelle is defending him, let me just see what's going on. So I'm going to play this clip for you. Before I play this clip, I just want y'all to know that, of course, I'm on Joe Rogan's side, not as a podcaster, but because this is technically a talent that Spotify has invested in. And as a talent, he doesn't have to be Dr. Oz. He don't know everything, but he brings people on that supposedly know everything so they can correct him and say X, Y, and Z. And if people are not, uh, well, let's say it like this. If people have attention deficit issues and they're just, uh, you know, watching what they want to watch, watch the the perspective that they want to get out of it, they're going to easily say, oh, nah, Joe Rogan, you on the BS. So I want to play the clip that Joe Rogan played. I'm sorry. Play the clip, smarts, of what Joe Rogan said because he said the N-word. And I'm going to just toss it up to you two And y'all let me know whether you think he should get canceled for this or not. Because in my opinion right now, Joe Rogan was right. I'm happy that Spotify did the, the, the most. Spotify, this is what Spotify did. I'm happy that Spotify did this. We're gonna put the misinformation COVID-19 uh, link on the shows. If you ever say some BS, you know, we'll 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 pull it up so you can learn about it. But guess what? What's, guess what happened with that, though, Smarts? They got advertising off that. More money off that. They thought they was gonna lose money. They just earned more money dealing with a podcast. So go ahead, play the clip, Smarts. I'll let you two have at it. He said the N-word in one of these clips. You let me know if you think. He should be canceled or not.
1: You hear about the guy from Netflix that got fired for doing... Yeah. He's having a conversation about offensive words that you shouldn't be using in comedy. And because of this this conversation, during this conversation about this subject, he used the word... Right. Because he was in this conversation and did it one other time, apparently. Because of that, not calling anybody that, saying it out loud... Yeah. ...was fired from Netflix. That is crazy
0: no no joe rogan you know what's crazy even though you shouldn't be canceled you are talking to one of your white friends about the word (laughs) that is bad optics you don't do nothing like that bad optics i'm not saying you should get fired i miss calling black women nappy headed (laughs) you get fired joe rogan just explaining what a netflix executive got fired for is not a fireable offense. However, my man, you got to understand you're white. You are talking to another person that is white. And then both of you want to use the word (coughs) in your conversation, even though you wasn't talking about no (coughs) you had a nerve to say that. (coughs) You got to watch your mouth in place. Smart side, start with you. I mean, that sounded like
2: you want to see me get away with saying the word (coughs) I'll just talk about somebody who got fired for saying the word out loud, and I'm not going to get fired for saying it out loud because it's crazy. Well, so you know why he don't think he's going to, to get fired? To say fired it out loud,
0: he don't think he' gonna get fired because he don't think that he said something about
2: but black people. No, but he's the person said the word out loud and wasn't talking about black people, and then he turned around and did the same thing, and then said it was crazy that the dude got fired for that. So he was like, watch me say it and not get fired. That's the way I took it. Okay. Do, no, that's- do, do, do I think he should get fired? That's I like that. Do, do I think he should get fired for it? I mean, Spotify's his own business. They're a private company. What I think doesn't even matter at this point. He said it. He's still there. They get more money off of ads. It is what it is, man. So let me ask you a question. Do you believe in freedom of speech? I absolutely do believe in the freedom of speech, and I also believe in the consequences of your speech. You can say whatever you want to say, but that don't mean you should, you you can't get punished for what you say. For saying something? I mean, if you threaten somebody and you say I'm gonna kill you, you're gonna go to jail, but you you're free to say it. I don't understand what that that question even means. So let's be clear. You know what I'm saying? It's a
3: derogatory word because it offends us as black people because of what the word means. It's not a curse despite the FCC trying to make it as such, it's not a curse. When we are using it ourselves, matter of fact, we just use it on this podcast. Because we can. My man called me a real Because we can. We got the word from them. So if it's, no, no, no. If it's a word that should not be used at all to describe us at all, we shouldn't be using it ourselves. The more we use it, I don't care if anyone else is using it. You want to know why I don't care if anyone else use it? Because this is a free country and we are free to say what the <laughs> we want. OK, that's number one. Number two, I have a problem with people losing their jobs behind saying the word. <laughs> the reason why I have a problem with it for the simple fact that once again, it's the Second Amendment suspended understandable. Losing some sponsorship? Also understandable. Getting some type of uh, repercussion? Understandable. But losing your ability to be able to take care of your family because you said a word in a country in which you're allowed to say the word? Sounds a bit crazy to me. I'm not defending anybody. I'm not saying I agree with him using the word. All I'm saying is in a country in which I was born and raised, it should be nothing wrong with using that word, there's more derogatory things that can be said on air that people
0: don't get fired for. I just want to say this. Everything y'all said was fine. We'll be right back. This is the Late Night Flight.
3: It seems like the Rooney rule only applies to Rooney.
0: The Rooney rule only applies to Mike Tomlin. But, 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 Houston just did the move of all moves, said, oh, well, you know what, Brian Flores? You want to sit here and talk all that smack? We're going to hire Lovey Smith. Look at what we did. We're not racist. You know what I'm saying? He did that move. But let's get into Brian Flores for a second because I ain't going to lie to you. I think he's wrong. But we'll get to that in a second. Brian Flores is 40 years old. Mm -hmm. It's a 40-year-old man. Mm -hmm. Yo, Sean McVay is like 38, 39. All right? Mm -hmm. This dude is damn near a prodigy. And this is why I'm saying that. Do you know how long he's been an assistant coach with Bill Belichick for? Do y'all know? No, ten years, Flores or McVeigh? Brian Flores. Okay, good. Let's talk about Brian Flores, assistant coach to Bill Belichick from two thousand eight to two thousand eighteen. Assistant coaches make anywhere between one hundred and fifty thousand to one hundred and seventy five thousand. So imagine when you get the call to be a head coach for the Miami Dolphins and they give you a five year contract worth three million dollars per year, you're making $15 mil. That man spent 10 years making some money that he made in one year as a head football coach. Right. Okay? So, he ain't trying to give that up. And I wouldn't either. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's number one. 2019, he signed a five-year, $15 million contract with the Miami Dolphins. Let's go for the seasons. Overall, he was 24 and 25. In my opinion, that type of record with a team like that, the Miami Dolphins, you're going to get another job. It may not happen this year. To be honest with you, it may not happen next year, but you're going to get another job. You're 40 years old. The average football coach in the NFL is like 55.
2: So let me ask you a question. You think he should have just chilled, took a vacation, spent time with his family for two years, and then waited for the call to come back?
0: Well, first of all, he could have been an assistant coach and just make some more money. But we'll get to that in a second. Okay. We'll okay. get to that in a second. Because okay. Hugh Jackson, who sucked as a, a black coach, no disrespect to him, as a black coach, you're saying as a coach for the Cleveland Browns, he sucked. They fired him. He's still working in the NFL, though. Okay. You know what I mean? This is, this is more like Hollywood where you can have a bad role, but you still can get hired somewhere else. Okay. Okay? So let's let's continue. 24 and 25 overall the three years that he was there. 2019, he was 5 and 11. 2020, 10 and 6. Not bad. This past season, just now, 9 and 8. And that was when Tua was injured for most of the season. He went from 1 to 7 to 9 to 8. So in my mind, Brian Flores is a real leader amongst men, he's a real coach to me. Okay. I believe that. Here's the problem with Brian Flores. Dog, don't get sour. They let you go in your third season. They got a call from Jim Harbaugh. He want to coach for the team? Listen, I'm black as hell. I'll tell you right now. I'm sorry, Brian. Ain't nothing I can do. It's the last guy who coached uh, Colin Kaepernick. I'm sorry. You got to go. Okay. With all due respect. So this is just another bitter person that, oh, you, you are fighting me because you're going to break Jim Harbaugh up here? I could have had Deshaun Watson over here. Deshaun Watson over here going through massage scandals right now, bro. Watch yourself. The people you have a line with right now is not the people you need to have a line with. So now, here's the point that I'm making out of all this. Jim Harbaugh, I don't know if y'all know this, he just went back to Michigan for one more year because he don't want none of this stench. He don't want none of this sauce. hmm If I'm Brian Flores, I hate to be the guy to tell you to do the Kaepernick, but dog do the Kaepernick. You're going to have to take a knee on this one, my man. It is not the time to try to play some (laughs) bullshit Malcolm X MLK story about this privately owned company that has only 32 teams that is ran by 32-year-old, 70-year-old white men who believe that their time, think about this in life, Uh, Jersey Smart's. I'm in my 30s. My best time in my life has been in my 30s. So when I'm 50 years old, I'm going to always reminisce about my life in the 30s. What do you think these 70 year olds do? Reminisce about the time when it was in their 30s and 40s when it was rich and having fun. When it was a time where black people were second-class citizens. Of course. Of course they think black people are second-class citizens. How do we get that ideology to leave? They have to die. Okay. You got to wait for them to go. They got to, their sons and their daughters may not believing that because they over here having sex with black people, but the father is he like nah at all that Donald Sterling like yeah Chris Paul's a yeah what are you talking about what are you talking about and here's where Brian Flores is dumb wrong dumb wrong first of all <laughs> how you go on ESPN on Get Up with Mike Greenberg talking about Oh, the white man done did some BS to me. And your two lawyers you're going to have speak for you are f- two white Jews. That's what you're going to do. Wait, you're on, not on, even going to...
2: We're not trying to get you canceled, bro. No, no,
0: no, no, no. We, we're making an optic. <laughs> I, 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 we're I'm not just, talking messi- stuff about I'm the just, Jewish I'm mess- community. I'm just messing with you. I'm Shout out mess- to the Jewish community. I'm just messing with you. Shalom. I'm just messing with I'm just, messing I'm with just making a point. Okay? That I, if, if I have an issue with white people and I'm going to bring the law into this, I am going to have a black man and a black woman represent me.
2: Where's Benjamin Crump when you need him?
0: This is ridiculous. How are you going to have two grown white men going to talk to you about systemic racism in the NFL? It's a privately owned business owned by 32 old ass white men where Roger Goodell works for them and even Roger Goodell says, hey, the corporate, hold on, the corporate NFL is different now, which it is. According to ESPN, they have a lot of black men and women working in corporate office. That's all good because the old white men that run Roger Goodell understand optics. They don't care about who feels what. They don't care about what black people want to be when they they grow up or Latino men or women. They care about the optics. Oh, we're into diversity now? Fine, just hire some... (laughs) That's why Brian Flores is ridiculous because, dog, I'm not telling you keep the money and shut up. I'm just saying, like, yo, you 40 years old, and you're still going to have a career. Relax. Relax. I understand you're upset that they fired you, but you got to realize you're in America. They deal with names, bigger names. That's what happened with the 2016 election. We know who was the right choice to have. But it's a f- high school popular popularity contest. Trump a bigger name. He bigger than you, Hillary. You out here doing these whack Democratic rallies. This motherfucker was doing f- stadiums. He was doing Astro World, was dying. <clears throat> he did January 6th, was dying. Yo, oh, Lord. Yo, chill, bro. Wow. I'm just playing that out there. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all tell me, y'all tell me, do you think that Brian Flores should have sat back and relaxed like, yo, you, dog, you're going to be good, you're going to get another job, you just made a bunch of money in the NFL? Or do you think that he should have wowed up the crowd and gave this little MLK speech with these white lawyers and and saying, yeah, 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 you know, y'all doing me wrong, the black
3: man. I got a three-part answer.
0: Go ahead. First, let me start
3: off with a question. Yes. His name is Brian Flores. Is he half Hispanic? It doesn't matter.
0: Come on, don't be like that. That's it, it, not nice. It
2: matters to me. That's not nice. It matters to me. His name is Flores. It doesn't matter. He's black, dog. He's black, dog. Right, so,
3: so I don't we, care
0: if he's Dominican. He's black, dog. We gonna go with he's Dominican. He's black.
2: That's number one. Oh, number gosh.
3: two, let me ask you a question. Disrespect. Not, not even let me ask you a question. <laughs> Flores, coaches get fired every year. Mm-hmm. Black, white, Hispanic, doesn't matter. They get fired every year. How badly do you want a head coaching job in the NFL?
0: Well, hold on real quick. Bad enough where 150,000 times 16 does not equate $3 million for one year. So if I'm if I'm Brian Flores, I'd definitely rather be a coach than an assistant head coach because the average salary is $150,000 to $175,000 a year, uh, according to CNBC.com. But continue.
3: Got to get in the back of the line, bro. That's
0: He's 40 life. years old and just got a coaching job in Miami, by the way. You got to
3: get in the back of the line. That is life. If I lose my job today, it don't matter where I work at, what I got to do, I got to go out searching. And I got to pray and or hope and or use my charisma to go get another job. If that doesn't work, I got to take what I can get. It's no difference when you want on that NFL level. No, I'm not taking nothing away from him because the other part of that answer is he's actually right. There's one black head coach in the NFL. Right now. Right yeah, right now
0: you're right, but I forgot well, to now because Lovey Smith just got hired as the Houston Texas head coach. Okay, see, look,
2: too. See, look what we did. So, but but That's exactly what he did. It's
0: it's the same
3: <laughs> thing with the NBA. The numbers of the players, the black players versus the white players, is crazy.
0: But there's hella black coaches though. It's definitely more there's than hella six black
3: blah, coaches. Blah. Where in the in the NBA? Yeah, yes. Right, but I can argue that all the coaches should be black. That's just, I could argue. I don't feel that way. I'm just saying I could argue that point. I get it. My whole point is he has a point, right, Flores, in reference to, you know, there not being enough representation of of us in the front office and or head coaching jobs. However,
2: you're in the position to make a change. All right. So, look, this is my answer. My answer goes like this. I'm not sure if he was upset that he got fired as a coach because coaches get fired all the time. They get fired every he, year, he, B. He watched. He watched coaches go in and out of this league like crazy. I think he got offended by the, the Belichick text message. That was it. It was over. That was he, the time. That was it. He didn't even get a chance to interview for the job. He had to sit through the interview knowing somebody else had already got the job. And
0: Belichick just text the wrong person.
2: He, Belichick text the wrong person. So he, he something got exposed. Something in his mind got confirmed by that text message. You understand what I'm saying? I don't think it was about him getting fired. Like I said, he he was willing to go to another team and, and, and interview for another team. So he was looking and he was taking interviews to coach somewhere else. So I don't think he was upset about that. It was the Belichick owes somebody some money. He's going to be sitting on the stand because he messed up. He exposed the the undercurrent of the what's wrong with the Rooney rule. Real quick, context of the text message. Huh? Context of the text message. Yo, uh,
0: congratulations. (laughs) Wow. Realistically, the thing is, is that I think Brian Flores is mad when he said John Elway and his team from the Denver Broncos was going to interview him. They flew out to Foxborough, and from Denver to Foxborough, to when Brian Flores was the assistant coach at New New England Patriots to interview him. And they said he came in. Well, he as in John Elway. Brian Flores said John Elway came in disheveled, half drunk. Like they just had a hangover. They, and everything. they, they already had their guy. They already had their guy. They knew they wasn't going to hire him. The Rooney rule. Uh, the Rooney rule allows them to hire or interview at least one person of color. So this is their person of color. Exactly. And he felt some type of way. And and, and, in that case, I felt him. But I still, at this time, it's like, yo, my man, listen, 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 listen. The privately owned company that is ran by a bunch of octogenarian (laughs) 80-year-old white folk are going to play by the rules that y'all implemented on the NFL. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is the palace right here.